Welcome to the Millionaire's Club podcast, where the only requirement for membership is a desire to have a millionaire mindset. And now your host, John Bellavie. All right, welcome everyone to the Millionaire's Club podcast. We have a special guest today, founder of the Furniture Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Larry Cozen. Hey, Larry. John, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm glad you took the time. If you would, for those that don't know what a Chamber of Commerce, what's the purpose of a Chamber of Commerce? What do they do? If you could kind of go into detail with that. No, absolutely. So, you know, Chambers of Commerce have been around for a couple hundred years. And, you know, way back when, it they were more... Uh, servicing local communities and uh, you know helping from a governmental standpoint helping uh, local businesses and what we've been finding especially over the last 15 years is uh, many specialty chambers uh, you know we all know about associations where a chamber of commerce is a little bit uh, different in terms of the perception of consumers uh, members of a chamber of commerce uh, are looked upon by consumers as having more credibility, uh, having some oversight, and they're much more likely to do business uh, with a chamber of commerce member. So the Furniture Chamber of Commerce was really put together uh, to really strengthen local furniture businesses. So even though we're a national organization, John, this is all about strengthening the, the local furniture businesses. We're together as a group uh, we're fighting, you know, some of the practices and what we're seeing uh, with the Wall Street and the big box stores. If, if you would, Larry, go, and go into that a little bit more uh, as far as uh, what's happening. I know Chambers of Commerce are, you know, infamous for charging fees and dues, and I noticed that it's free to join the Furniture Chamber of Commerce. Uh, so if you could talk a little bit about, you know, what's free, why it's free, and then Go into more detail as far as really the uh, the mission of the Furniture Chamber of Commerce. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. So I started my first furniture business in 1982, and I was always approached by the Chambers of Commerce uh, to join. And I did join you know, a few years, but usually around 500 bucks for a small business owner. And I just really did not see the value uh, for myself personally. And, you know, in looking at different chamber models, what we're finding is a very small percentage of the business community in most uh, local proximities even join because the small business owner is struck, they're struggling, they have to justify, you know, every investment they make. So what we did with the Furniture Chamber of Commerce, we realized the power in numbers. We wanted to make this membership absolutely free for any privately owned uh, furniture business, whether it was a home-based furniture business, or brick and mortar, whether they work by appointment or were open in a retail store, didn't matter. Uh, our membership is absolutely free. What that does is gives us combined buying power in many different areas, not just on products, but also in many services, and gives us also power from a lobbying standpoint to fight against what's going on with the Wall Street stores and the big box stores. And John, I'll tell you, their mission is really to destroy the mom and pops, they want to put us out of business. And together, we're stronger, as you see from our homepage. Yeah, I love that message. And it, it's, you know, local, I think, is, is an important buzzword nowadays. And I know that a lot of these uh, 
corporate stores, the, the, the main focus is really padding the pockets of the shareholders. And that's really the mission. And they do that at all costs. And, you know, that unfortunately, the consumer does pay for that when they walk in the door. So what you're saying here is with the buying power, that's going to not only help the the members, which is the furniture owner, but also their customers, they're going to be able to extend something to their own customers? No, absolutely. I mean, everybody knows the advantage of shopping locally, but the bottom line is consumers still want the best deal. And what we're really finding, you know, you know, I was taught early on in my career, you don't knock the competition, you know, but the truth is the truth. And what we're seeing with these big box stores and these chains are really unethical practices, starting with their advertising practices the bait and switch, we all know it, even consumers know it, you know, where they see a queen size mattress for $1.99 on sale, you know, they know that, you know, when they go in there, they're not spending $1.99. In fact, a lot of the mattress stores are getting them in and then selling them two and $3,000 mattresses. So, you know, absolutely together, we've got the buying power, but it's also about the messaging and really sharing with the community that, even though you see all these phenomenal sales, you know, on late night TV and newspapers, magazines, circulars, radio ads of how these huge sales, John, it's just not true. It's just not real. Yeah, you would think the consumer, at, you know, at this point, they're, you know, immune to that. But I mean, if that was the case, that you wouldn't see any more advertising like that. People still fall for that bait and switch and and the over, you know, 70%, 80% off. And, you know, I always question off of what, you know, where does that come from? So, but yeah. uh, no, and, and th this sounds like it's really about the local business owner, about the local community. I love that message. What about the, is there a voice the Furniture Chamber of Commerce is making on a national, international level? Is there uh, anything that uh, their crusade, so to speak? Absolutely, John, and, and and that's that's where we're going now. And I appreciate you having us on because uh, we're launching a, a nationwide media campaign to really get this message out. Because it's not just the big box stores, but when you look at the furniture industry, uh, there is a book uh, written about 15 years ago uh, called uh, "How America Lost the Furniture Wars." And it told the story about the greed and corruption of, you know, corporate America that took, you know, a, a very, very amazing industry, the American furniture manufacturing industry, and took everything offshore, took everything over to Asia, mostly China, and just destroyed, you know, destroyed lives, destroyed cities, just out of total greed. And, and what, we're, what we're talking about now is that... Uh, you know, we're exposing what's going on over there because what they're doing is they're making things uh, not the way that furniture used to be made in America with solid wood, with skilled craftsmen, you know, that made, you know, a good living uh, and furniture that would last, you know, 50, 100 years or more. Uh, now this disposable furniture that's coming in from China, from all these big names that, that everybody knows about, uh, it's just not made very well. Now, it looks good from the outside, and the prices seem low, but it really only lasts a few years. It's really disgusting, you know, what's going on with that. And, 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 we, and we're just, together, we got to get that message out that in the long run, buying, you know, high-quality, made-in-North-America furniture in the long run is much more economical, plus it looks better, it's more comfortable, 
And we're just getting this message out, John. So there's a lot of uh, earned media uh, and a lot of interviews uh, that are coming up, you know, by national media that uh, is really sharing, you know, what's going on in this industry. No, I, and I see the word uh, sustainability, which, you know, I look back, you know, back in the day, and I say it back in the day, growing up, furniture was always solid quality, and that was something that was passed on from generation to generation. And like you said, the furniture wars were lost, everything went overseas, and, and now it's all that uh, press board that, you know, you put it together yourself, it lasts six months, and I mean, that can't be good for the carbon footprint of the planet. So I think people are starting to be a little bit more conscious of that carbon footprint and looking for quality and sustainability. It almost seems like we're going back to the way it was and kind of getting away from, you know, this disposable stuff that's got to not help the environment whatsoever. No, you're absolutely correct on that. It, it not only ends up in landfills because once it falls apart, there's no way to, 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 uh, to fix it. It's just being, it's filling up the landfills and furniture and mattresses are, are filling up landfills at a higher degree than just about any other type of product. But also uh, people don't realize uh, the damage done to the environment, just getting those container ships, you know, across the Pacific ocean, uh, uh, you know, fr from China and other Asian countries, uh, they, these container ships are the worst polluters on the planet of dirty fuel. We're talking about millions of tons of dirty fuel uh, that is just poisoning the oceans and the air. So it's not just cheap furniture uh, that ends up in a landfill, but all the pollution uh, that's, that's, that's occurring uh, as a result of just getting it here. So there is a push now. I'm, I'm going back out to High Point uh, next month, and you know American manufacturing is coming back. You know, a lot of you know changes in the, you know just in the political whether you know you're on on the you know Democrat side or the Republican side. Uh, you know I think we're all in this together. Know that we're at war with China, and and we got to bring back jobs. That's all we, all you hear you know, on the news is, you know, bringing back jobs, bringing back high paying jobs to America, get the manufacturer here and not be dependent uh, on China. You know, we hear in the news, I mean, life and death, you know, furniture is not life and death per se compared to other things that we hear about with drugs, all the drugs are being manufactured over there and, and uh, you know, and, and just all the, you know, potential uh, problems with that. But, you know, even before, you know, the talk about the viruses and disease and all this stuff, long before that, I mean, there's case study after case study, people buying mattresses and other types of baby furniture coming in cheaply from China. They have to use formaldehyde and other preservatives and chemicals uh, just to pack it properly, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and so many people, you know, getting sick and even dying. Uh, just from the chemicals that they use because the regulations are different, you know, than they are here. You know, Mer American manufacturers are high to the highest standard of compliance and regulations. And over in China, it's just terrible, you know, how they operate and they're bringing all that disease and virus over here. Well, yeah, poison, pollution and viruses coming over from China. I, you know, I, I think 
what we're going to see is people are opening their eyes and realizing that, um, you know, that has to stop at some point. And, you know, I, I love that American uh, patriotism. You know, I know the entrepreneur spirit is alive and well. I know the mattress furniture business has been flourishing. Even, Larry, talk about, you've been through this, you've been in this industry uh, 40 years. Talk about, you know, recession or uh, the, when the housing market hit the bubble. I mean, is this industry inflation-proof, deflation-proof, recession-proof? Talk a little bit about this, this business and the ebbs and flows that we see in the economy. Yeah, so it's not going to stop, John, you know, just because we're getting the word out, but, you know, corporate America is still so uh, connected to and even addicted to Chinese products that when you go into Ashley and some of these other big box stores, you don't even, they don't tell you how much of the product is manufactured in China. It's not even really, you know, talked about. Uh, and from, but, but, but here's the bottom line though, John, is that because the majority of furniture is in those lower price points, uh, there's such a demand. You know, when, when a couch breaks, the consumer's gonna go out and buy another couch, even in hard times. When the mattress breaks down and then you have a backache and, and you're not feeling good, uh, you're gonna go out and buy a new mattress. So uh, in, in those difficult times, the consumer is really even more open-minded to the message that local entrepreneurs have, members of the chamber, where they are owner-operators primarily. Even furniture brokers working out of their homes are very prevalent that are combining themselves with local distribution centers and local stores uh, to, you know, to really partner up together and save consumers money. The, the, the business is not going anywhere. I mean, we could have, uh, you know, all kinds of problems in the economy and everything else, but people are still going to be buying mattresses and furniture. It's a necessity. And in bad times, the business model of Furniture Chamber of Commerce members is even that much stronger than all the overheads and all the advertising and all the employees. Uh, and, and consumers are going to be even more uh, interested and observant of the potential to save money and get a better deal. But like I said, we're, we're building together. Now's the time. It's like our coming out party. You know, we've been around a long time, but now's the time to, we're, we're basically leveraging what's going on with China. I and mean, we've been calling out a boycott of Chinese furniture for years, way before the tariffs, way before the viruses, way before the trade wars, because it was just never a, a, a good deal to do business with this Chinese furniture. But even now, so John, we're getting the media attention because it makes sense. And consumers and people wanna know it and we're driving that message and we're bringing new blood into this industry. Whereas corporate America wanted to drive the, the, uh, the small business owners out, we're going the other way. We're attacking them and we're seeing these private equity firms. I mean, John, I, you know I'm from Detroit. I was trained by Art Van Furniture, became the third largest furniture retailer in the country just recently sold the private equity for a billion dollars in a very short period of time. They just went bankrupt. They're liquidating everything. So wh whereas they're trying, they were trying to put us out of business, they're going out of business because of their practices, because consumers are smarter. And uh, we're putting an army together. Uh, we're offering free memberships. If you're not in the furniture business and you don't even have capital, open up a store. We'll show you how you can become a furniture broker out of your home, get a free membership in the chamber, and become part of this revolution. And we'll team you up with local distribution centers because, let's face it, not every if everybody would just want to buy it on the internet, you know, Amazon would, 
you know, get all the business. They would already put all the retailers out of business. But consumers, especially on mattresses, they want to feel it. They want to lay down on it. Majority of people don't buy it off the internet. So there, there's a case for local showrooms, also on upholstery, to tr see what that couch feels like. Touch it, feel it, see the quality. So, you know, Amazon, you know, yeah, their numbers are going up, but less than 20% of people will buy furniture matches on the internet. And we have a tremendous opportunity for entrepreneurs to get involved in the furniture business. We're going to help you. We're going to give you a free membership. We're going to help you save money on all kinds of products and services, on logistics, providing you product. And it's just a great time to get in this business, John. That's great. And everyone, that's furniturechamber.org. Get your free membership. Larry, appreciate the insight, appreciate the message. And so a member signs up, what do they get? So what they're going to get, they'll get a welcome letter with a beautiful certificate that's suitable for framing. So whether you have an office in your, in your house, in your, in your office, in your home, or you have a retail store, or you have a flex space, however you're doing business, you're going to be able to display that uh, beautiful Chamber of Commerce membership certificate, which gives you credibility. Now you have access to products and services that if you're a one-person show, you might have a small store. A lot of the big-name manufacturers like Simmons and Sealy and some of the other mattress manufacturers and the higher-end furniture match, uh, manufacturers, they don't want to sell you. As, as a Furniture Chamber of Commerce member, you'll have access to product services, and you're going to also have access to phenomenal discounts. Let's face it, health insurance is a huge problem, and it continues to be. The costs are, are, are outrageous. And as a Furniture Chamber of Commerce member, you're going to be able to save money on health insurance, on business insurance, liability insurance. Uh, we have a phenomenal relationship with White Glove for Less Logistics, which is a way for you to be able to offer uh, shipping and final mile uh, setup services for your customers where you don't have to you get in the business of buying trucks and hiring employees and all that liability. So we're going to give you discounts on logistics. And we're continually developing, John, other products and services that uh, uh, furniture entrepreneurs need to not just survive, but to thrive in this new economy. There sounds like a lot of good uh, advantages for members that they can take advantage of. That's furniturechamber.org. Everyone go there, visit the site, get your free membership. Larry, appreciate your time. Appreciate what you're doing and really bringing this back into the OUS of A. So uh, thanks again. Thank you, John. I appreciate what you're doing with the Millionaire's Club, bringing awareness to all types of small business owners. I really appreciate what you're doing. Great. Thanks, everyone. Tune in next time, Millionaire's Club podcast. Have a great night. <laughs>